Welcome to a special episode of the Tax Talk Podcast. We are looking at a wrap-up of 2023 and some year-end tax planning tips that you can use on the personal side to maybe maximize some deductions, get in some late credits, or start planning ahead for 2024. So, Looking back at 2023, what have we seen? Another year marked by volatility. A lot of issues with rising interest rates, inflation. These things seem to be fairly sticky. And as we can kind of see with the government continuing to pile on more and more debt, we are going to continue to have issues with inflation and interest rate hikes over the coming year and probably into future years as well. So I think it's a good idea to kind of keep these things in mind as you're progressing, as you're doing some tax planning. The government is definitely in spending bonanza mode, so be aware of that as you push forward. So what are some of the first things that we want to look at? Tax payment deadlines. So a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration um, effective for December 31st of 2023. Most notably, making some of those charitable donation payments. If you uh, missed the previous podcast, be sure to go and check that out. It is in reference to alternative minimum tax and how that might impact your donations going forward into 2024. Maybe it is a good idea to make a big lump sum donation towards the end of 23 to avoid having AMT apply to your income tax return in 24. So make sure you go check out that previous podcast. And also there is a blog episode as well. You can find all those resources at LegacyTax.ca. Beyond donations... Pretty obvious, medical expenses. You got a bit of flexibility here. Um, If there were some expenses in 2022 that you didn't claim, you might be able to kind of straddle the, you know, 22 and 23 period and use up some of those with a combination of 23 expenses. So make sure you're looking at that when you are preparing your tax return. Union and professional dues. Um, investment fees or any interest that you might have paid on, you know, different investment accounts. Um, Spousal support payment, ensure that those uh, final payments for December are made uh, to ensure deductibility on your income tax return. Political contributions, obviously uh, kind of follows the same line as donations. Those need to be in on an annual basis. Make sure the political organization that you are donating to has the proper paperwork in place and issues receipts accordingly. Uh, Beyond that, interest on student loans. I know some of that has been kind of deferred and delayed in previous years, but make sure you're kind of staying on top of that to see if you did make any payments and have any qualifying interest that you might be able to report. And then lastly, if you turned 71 in 2023, if you are planning to make an RSP contribution, 
ensure that you are getting that done by December 31st in order for you to essentially get the last kick at the can on that RSP deduction and uh, to get that onto your 2023 tax return. Tax-free savings account. So you can contribute up to $6,500 in 2023 alone. If you had turned 18 in 2009, you can contribute up to $88,000 in aggregate. And this runs on the presumption that you have not uh, contributed any dollars to a TFSA previous to that. Um, you know, with interest rates rising, there is, you know, additional opportunities that you can, you know, make good use of that tax-free savings account, putting some money in there. And, you know, even if you are not interested in putting some dollars into, you know, more high-risk mutual funds or things of that nature, you know, you can secure some fairly decent returns on GICs these days, you know, five, six percent, depending on the term. And if you uh, are able to lock away that 88,000 bucks into a TFSA, you could be earning some decent interest on an annual basis that will come back to you tax-free. So always look at maximizing that tax-free savings account probably before any other um, tax preferential um, accounts because it does give you a significant amount of flexibility in putting money and taking it out, not being penalized. You know, if something does come up and you need it for, you know, a significant vehicle repair or something like that that was not planned for, it's going to be a lot more flexibility than if you're tucking dollars into an RSP account. Again, probably speak with a investment advisor to make sure you kind of lock down your specific situation and what's going to work best for you. On to residence. So if you sold your house in 2023, ensure you are providing that information to us when we are preparing your tax return. Even if you are claiming the principal residence exemption in full on that house, it needs to be reported on your tax return or CRA can potentially look back at it, adjust it, and force you into paying capital gains tax on that disposal. What do we need to report that sale? It's actually fairly simple. We just need the address, the year you purchased the house, and then the proceeds that you received. If you are claiming the exemption on only a portion of the years, then we're gonna need some additional information on some of the other residences that you have owned during that period of time. And then lastly, if you are planning a move, keep in mind that your province of residence on December 31st is where you will be taxed. So if you are planning a move from one jurisdiction to the next and you're moving into a jurisdiction that has a higher tax rate, maybe you want to defer that move into early January so you can take one last kick at the can at the lower tax rates in your province of residence currently. So one thing to kind of keep in mind, it may not be possible to, to defer that move, but if you have some you know, ability to do that, keep it in mind. Um, beyond that, um, looking at RSP contributions. 
So this year, we've got a leap year in 2024. So you're going to have until February 29th of 2024 to contribute to an RSP and receive a deduction on your 2023 tax return. Basically, how I advise my clients with respect to RSPs is whatever tax bracket you're in is essentially what you are going to receive as a deferral on that RSP contribution. So take, for instance, you're in the fourth tax bracket here in Alberta. You're paying 38%. If you put a thousand bucks into an RSP, you are going to defer $380. So I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind. Yes, a lot of people will phone us up into February and say, you know, what do I need to give into an RSP to not pay any tax? We can definitely do this planning for you. And if at all possible, please touch base with us, you know, in late January to ensure we have the time to kind of complete this planning for you. But the big thing to kind of keep in mind is cash flow on this. You know, if you want to defer 380 bucks of tax, you're going to have to outlay $1,000 to do that. Is that beneficial? It could be. It all depends, I think, on where you're at as far as a tax bracket goes right now versus where you would ultimately think you're going to be when you withdraw those dollars out of that RSP. So if you're in, you know, the lower two tax brackets, you know, you're going to be paying either 25% or 30.5%. You know, is there a significant benefit there in putting that $1,000 and getting a $250 deferral to potentially withdraw those funds in retirement in the same tax bracket? You know, I think it's probably up for debate. Again, probably speak with your investment advisor, chat with your accountant ahead of time, and make sure that you are putting these funds into an RSP account for a specific benefit, not just the short term, I don't feel like paying tax because you're going to outlay significantly more in RSP dollars than you are in tax. Next is a RESP a vehicle for helping to save for your child's post-secondary education. So if you have this set up for your child, you can contribute up to 250, 2,500 per year, 2,500 per year to gain access to the Canada Education Savings Grant Program. If you can't make the contribution by December 31st of 2023, you can make that contribution in a subsequent year I believe up until the age of 18 in order to gain access to the uh, donation or the contribution that the government then kind of puts in on your behalf. And then lastly, just looking at tax installments. So if you were taxable on your 2022 tax return, your final personal tax installment is due December 15th. And in past, you know, it probably wasn't a huge deal if you weren't making these tax installments. But as it stands right now, CRA is charging 9%, 9% on overdue or unpaid tax balances. So it is becoming extremely important to pay in those tax installments on a regular basis when CRA is expecting them to avoid getting hit with 9% interest. Why you say, well, 
no fun paying interest to begin with. CRA interest is even worse. It is non-deductible. I essentially tell my clients it is like taking money and flushing it directly down the toilet. It is good for nothing. There are a million and one things you would rather spend your money on, your family, you know, building your business, whatever the case might be. So avoid uh, paying interest to the government, penalties, etc., because it is worthless to you. So in closing, I just want to kind of remind you, you know, there's a lot of tax planning that will probably take place, you know, into January and February. But if you think about it, tax planning should be a year-round event. Every month, you should be addressing, you know, the revenue that's coming in, the expenses that you're outlaying. This applies to you as a business owner or you as a family unit. If you are looking at this, determining that your tax you know, situation is not what it is that you would like to see, then it's probably time to speak with your accountant on a more frequent basis to say, you know, this is what we have coming in, going out. This is what we think the tax liability is going to be on a regular basis. We think it seems to be a little bit high. Are there things that we can do to maybe find some additional expenses that we're missing? Maybe there's some credits that we're not taking advantage of. Maybe there's some business restructuring that we can look at to lower that business tax liability. So make sure you're not leaving tax planning to a once a year thing, scrambling around to find those papers that you've hid in the back corner of the office for the past year, but instead putting your documents into monthly folders and just planning ahead, being proactive, looking at cash flow, looking at those ongoing tax bills and saying, Maybe I should touch base with my accountant on a regular basis and lower that tax bill. I think that's about it for this episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do not forget to like and subscribe. Throw some comments down below if there is anything that you need addressed. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That definitely helps us get this information around to other uh, listeners. And irregardless of where you might be listening or watching this, please feel free to share this with family members, colleagues, co-workers, etc. If they might find this year-end wrap-up helpful. I will be on vacation as this releases. So if I do not speak to you until after the Christmas holidays, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and all the best in 2024. For Jared Pallon, This is the Tax Talk Podcast again. Take care, and we will talk soon.